Will the iPad Pro get a three-lens camera? We'll talk about it, plus iPhone rumors, the Apple TV Plus and the Golden Globes, and your hot takes. All this and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Leif Johnson. Hey. And Jason Cross. Hello. Let's get right to it. Oh, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Yes. New decade. This is the first podcast of the new decade. Uh, we took a couple weeks off, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, the first news item that we want to talk about is uh, the CES is going on right now in Las Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Show. Although, do they call it the Consumer Electronics Show I now, think, or is think, it just CES? <sighs> It's one of those things like with IGN, everybody forgets what it originally started. Right. For, yeah. right. I, I do think they do. I think it's still considered yes. the consumer. I, I thought I saw somewhere. I don't know. Because I, I read a story somewhere and it said, in parenthetical, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show. Huh. And I thought, went, wait a minute. It wouldn't surprise me if they, it, it, like KFC. Exactly. That's what I was They're getting away from it because they don't want to limit it to consumer electronics. It's about anybody who wants to pay money for a booth. (laughs) Sounds very (laughs) mid-century or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But Intel uh, had some announcements during CES. They showed off their new processors. It's called – it's the Comet Lake processor? Yes. Comet Lake. It's – all of their stuff is named after lakes in Wisconsin or something. And and it's – impossible to keep track of and they <laughs> really need new code names um it's the 10th generation core i7s and stuff except uh it's confusing because like they'll have the same microarchitecture and call it an eighth gen or a ninth yeah. gen which is what they have now on <laughs> on laptops and so this is their 10th gen but it's not the same as the other 10th gen processors that they have on the really low end that apple doesn't use called ice lake so uh, yes, Comet Lake. Yeah. So this is a processor that could possibly be seen in an upgrade for the 16-inch MacBook Pro. I don't know if later this year, probably later this year. Yeah, probably later this yeah, year because sure. this is going to ship soon. Uh, it's the same wattage and the same sort of package as the ninth-gen stuff that they have now. It's yeah. the same mi- microarchitecture, essentially. It's the same manufacturing process. Basically, it's 14 nanometer, but it's like their super, super, super enhanced 14 nanometer process. So it's basically a drop-in upgrade. So we always see things where they they update the MacBook, and then for like two or three years, you just get these spec bumps. Right. So when, th- when they do a spec bump this year, it's almost certainly going to drop this in yeah. because at the, at the same thermals and power and everything, you'll get more performance. Yeah. It's just higher clock speeds. Just think of it like that. Right. There's there's little tweaks, but it's basically higher clock speeds. Do we have any idea of what kind of performance boost we could see? In other words, if I'm thinking about buying a 16-inch MacBook Pro, should I wait? First of all, you're going to wait until, like, September, probably, Pro- or November. Yeah, yeah, maybe in the middle of the year. You think of you that? Know, I think in the yeah, middle of the spec, year. Spec yeah. bump stuff can come kind of whenever, yeah. but uh, it might come around WWDC. But uh, what you're looking at, so uh, Intel didn't release all the model numbers and specs, but they said that the Core i7 versions will uh, reach 5 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. And their boost speeds, the, boost. the the current boost speeds on the Core i sevens for the part the ninth gen parts that they use are four point five gigahertz, so it's about eleven percent faster. Yeah. Uh, and there's Core i nines, and they said Core i nines will exceed that because currently you can get a boost of five gigahertz on the Core i nine 
upgrade to the to the uh, 16-inch MacBook Pro. So that version would be over 5 gigahertz. So you're looking at like 10% better, plus the uh, supports faster memory. So things that are restricted by memory bandwidth will get a little bit faster. You're not looking at, there's not a big micro-architectural change. Right. That stuff is coming in what uh, Intel calls Tiger Lake, which they also talked about at CES. That's much further out. That's like... Late this year, we might start to see some mm-hmm. Windows PCs. So maybe next, next year's year. MacBooks, we might see Tiger Lake. Yeah. So that and that's going to be a big upgrade. It's a whole new graphics architecture, a whole new CPU architecture, which they haven't had in years. Mm. So that's and and it's targeted at machine learning stuff and everything. So that's that's the big upgrade. Yeah. So if, if you're in the market for a 16 inch MacBook Pro, you should probably just go ahead and buy one now. You know, unless yeah. unless you are super super into performance, like every yep. last bit, yeah. and eleven percent is what you really want. Right, and eleven percent better, like sort of clock speeds and stuff, doesn't equal eleven percent better right. performance out of the final app right. you're using. You don't maintain those boost speeds all the time yeah. and everything. So yeah, I, don't freak out about it. It's not a new manufacturing process. It's not a new architecture. Yeah, get your get your MacBook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go get your MacBook. Sort of along the lines uh, um, with Intel's announcements, they talked about Thunderbolt 4. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk about it in super detail, did they? I, I don't think so. But they, they said that it could be uh, four times the speed of USB 3. Yeah, which is which, it, it's already Thunderbolt, the way Thunderbolt works. Um, because it's not bi-directional, it's already kind of twice the speed of USB 3. Right. It uses all the lanes in the same direction. So Apple's big about supporting Thunderbolt, and especially the latest Thunderbolt version. So whenever this spec is all done and ready, you can expect Apple to jump on it pretty quickly, I think. They've always been um, big supporters of having their external I.O. stuff be really fast. Right. The, The Thunderbolt 4 announcement was part of the whole Tiger Lake processor that you were just talking about. Yeah. So we won't see Thunderbolt 4 this probably this year. Yeah, it's new, quote, platform yeah. stuff, not just, just kind of a drop-in CPU yeah. upgrade. So, yeah, it's going to be a while. I'm just wondering about the actual port itself because we had a change when we went from to, went to Thunderbolt 3. Right. Because it's a Thunderbolt 3 slash USB-C port. Right. That, that USB, I think that it's going to maintain that USB-C do, yeah. uh, port yeah. size, which then gets even more confusing because you've got Thunderbolt 3. You've got, <laughs> you've got USB 3 that can use Type A or the Type C right. connector. You've got Thunderbolt 3 that can use that connector. There's that new USB 4, which is kind of Thunderbolt 3 and USB three kind of joining yeah. forces and making that u- new USB spec that uses that connector and then you're going to have Thunderbolt 4 so you're going to see that connector and you're not going to know well what's my capability like <laughs> it's going to be a little bit confusing yeah although well, it's better than having like new connectors for everything and having right, new right connections and yeah. dongles and uh. So more uh, speed improvements we can look forward to in the next year, year and a half. More CES news. Uh, the Apple TV app has made a presence in the uh, 
Consumer Electronics Show. It's mm-hmm. coming onto more televisions. LG announced that its WebOS platform will uh, support the Apple TV app on 2020 TVs, and then it'll be available as a software upgrade, I believe, for the for their 2019 and 2018 televisions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then also um, Vizio and Sony announced that they're going to support the Apple TV app. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Apple... Apple announced in a a press release about their services. They just kind of dropped that. Like, oh, and the TV app is coming to LG, Sony, and Uh Vizio this year. Um, And it's already on Samsung TVs. That was their announcement from last year. Mm, So all these guys announced HomeKit and AirPlay 2 support last year. Mm -hmm. But Sony went one step further and said, oh, but we're going to have the TV app. So this year, everyone's going to have the TV app. And it's kind of huge because by the end of this year... Basically, the four biggest TV manufacturers are, are all going to have built yeah. into their TVs, into their smart TV platforms, going to have that TV app. Cool. The one good thing about use, having the Apple TV app on built into the TVs is, is, is a convenience, but then you don't have to use the Apple TV hardware remote yeah. to access right. the Apple TV app. Uh, <laughs> that's my awkward way of segueing into the Apple TV hardware <laughs> So as as people know, Apple TV has the Apple TV hardware itself hasn't been upgraded in a while. I want to say a couple of years, maybe. Yeah, it's still an yeah. X fusion. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, there are two versions. There's a 4K version and a non 4K version, uh-huh. H- right? HD version. They I call that HD call now. Yeah. What was the Apple TV four or something? They yeah. renamed it HD. Yeah, and you know, 8K TVs are hitting the market. A lot of these TVs are probably going to have Apple TV app built in. So, what does that say about the future of Apple TV hardware itself? Well, the nice thing is, if uh, you know, I, I talked about this in an editorial once. Uh, if you know, Apple really wants to emphasize Apple Arcade, it's got a good. It's basically got a little console right there. If that really takes mm. off, I'm starting to wonder at this point. But as I said in that, even on the Apple TV 4K, it struggled with that A10X Fusion to. Uh, to run that, run some of those games, and so if they want to, you know, lean into that, I, I have to, we don't know how successful it is at this point. Uh, that would be one way because not only could it watch TV, it could, uh, you know, also, yeah, it would just be better at running games and things like that. But I, I would say that would be one of the the main reasons. But I know someone asked that on Twitter. I forget who that was, and that was a lot of people responded that they they like it for games. So. Yeah, they need to do a couple of things. They need one is they could be as a software solution. They could allow games uh, and applications to run at less than the output resolution. Yes. If you right. go into the settings of your Apple TV 4K and set it to 1080p, 1080. mm-hmm. all of a sudden your games start running a lot better. That's true. <laughs> because game game developers can't say no, run my game at a lower resolution, just scale it up. Yeah. Um, but as Jason's is, kind of saying, you know, in order to do that, that affects your video output as well. Yeah, so it affects it, everything. Yes. So, so that's that's a software solution that they could they could do to help. But uh, the other difference is the Apple TV app just plays the, the, all the content you have from iTunes and your Apple TV channels, including mm-hmm. Apple TV+. Plus. Right. If you want to play stuff from Amazon, Hulu, all those other things, you need Apple. That, that's not going to show up in your Apple TV app uh, that built is into uh, TV. built yes. into a TV, only on platforms where 
you have those apps like your iPhone mm-hmm. or the Apple TV hardware. Mm-hmm. So, well, and it's possible that. that kinda, well, it's the thing is also those TVs that have the that support those apps. Mm-hmm. The Apple TV may not. Well, okay, now I'm thinking about. It. I'm thinking kind of <laughs> thinking out loud. The Apple TV app may be in those, and they may not support those other third-party services, but the TV software itself may have an app for to access it outside of Apple TV. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, uh, for example, uh, you, you may have a Samsung TV. It's got the right. Apple TV app. It's got Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, that's what I was trying you, to But say you that. have to go out and see it. You can't go to the Apple TV app and see your your Amazon Prime Video. You can't see Marvelous Mrs. Meisel Season 3, Episode 4, and you're up next. Right, It's not right. going to show that. It's only going to show in the up next the stuff that you have from either iTunes mm-hmm. or from those Apple TV channels. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Whereas on uh, your iPhones and on your other stuff, it, it supports that. And when you click on it, it jumps over to that okay. app and jumps right to that episode and stuff. Except for Netflix. Netflix doesn't <laughs> Netflix doesn't support the TV app, but most of the other services yeah. do. So there is an incentive for Apple to upgrade the Apple TV hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the question is, how big is that market? Right. Exactly. Like if if people really are starting, I'm sure they get the data of like, you know, where are people accessing Mm -hmm. Apple TV Plus and the channels because they serve that stuff up. If people really are using their smart TVs for this and let's not forget, they're also on Roku, they're on Fire TV. Right. If people are using that so much, do they really ever need to update the TV app? Is it is it important to them that they have a platform for these other streaming services that aren't theirs anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Certainly just as a streaming box, not not for gaming or, or anything, the Apple TV 4K is one of the most capable out there. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I have a Roku TV, and I prefer watching things on Apple TV 4K. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's fast. Everything looks good. Uh-huh. It supports Dolby Vision. It supports the, uh, the Dolby, uh, what's the audio? Um, Atmos. 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 Yeah. Atmos. You know, uh, it's yeah. So until there starts to get to be a lot of 8K content, right? It's probably not. Necessary. Maybe that's what Apple's just doing is waiting for the demand of 8K right to rise because and there's they need, more they, 8K content. They need a chip that can decode yeah. it and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Apple's always been a little more reactive than proactive in terms of like that kind of thing. Yeah, in terms yeah. of that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, true. So maybe that's why they're not. They haven't come out with an 8K. Apple TV yet because it's, they're just waiting for the market to to grow. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. There have been some a round of iPhone rumors. One rumor is I thought was kind of odd is that the when the five G iPhone comes out, uh, they might launch at different times, and that's because of the way the technology might be uh, implemented in in the hardware. There's. Two, you can divide 5G into two things, right. what they call sub-6 gigahertz, which is all of the frequency bands that we use today for LTE, and millimeter wave, which is the super, super high, like 30 gigahertz stuff that, that travels about one block but goes really, 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 gives you super, super high speeds. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the sub-6 gigahertz stuff might launch sooner and then the millimeter wave later. Yeah, Susquehanna analyst Mendy Hosseini was saying that this this is possible, that um, 
the sub six gigahertz models will come out in September, and then the millimeter wave would come out in December or January of 2021. That would be uh, is that that's pretty unprecedented that one would come out in January, right? We've had yeah, or was it what was the latest? How late did the XR? The 10R launched XR. The 10R <laughs> launched in November, right? Yes. Yeah, but it was like late November, I wasn't it? Like October, like 30th. Yeah, so. just barely November. Yeah. Was it late no, late October, something like that? Something like that, yeah. I, I've never, I don't think an iPhone's ever launched in December, much less January. Yeah, and I would feel like at that point, maybe, yeah, it just I feel like odd. it's, and, it, and it, it's not because the whole, Hardware wouldn't. It seems weird that they would do that because the hardware wouldn't be there. It would seem like they would right. make the phone with the hardware, hardware, and there'd be a software update to enable yeah. it. Yeah. Later, after they finish some testing, yeah. and so yeah, I don't know. Tnr was the twenty sixth of October. There you go. So, yeah that 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 would be weird to me to see Apple say to first to have these two different versions. Unless they're just going to say like the what's effectively the Pro, the ele- yeah. the eleven Pro and Pro Max, like those will support millimeter wave and none of the others will. Yeah, and I could see that being delayed like a month or something, like they've done before with the ten R and stuff. But but two or three months because of like holding up hardware, that eh, they're not going to miss Christmas. <laughs> and I just can't see consumers understanding the difference. No. Yeah. No, that's going to be a big one. They're that, already that, trying yeah. to confuse people about 5G, <laughs> right. AT&T with their fake 5G and stuff. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I could see Apple saying, people aren't going to understand this, so we're not going to we're not right. gonna d- divvy up the, the ship dates. I, I could see Apple taking that approach. Now, a, I, a different report said that they're not going to launch different models at different times, but they'll be geographically launched at different times. Mm. So... You, they'll all launch in U.S., Canada, U.K., Japan, and Korea, I think. And then the rest of the world will get them a couple months later. That makes more sense to me just in terms of where they're able to um, test 5G, like the, the countries that have are going to have decent 5G deployment where they can test it thoroughly enough. So yeah. that kind of makes more sense to me, but just this whole idea that they're going to miss Christmas on some of the 5G models, counting on you understanding that it's you're holding it up for millimeter wave. I don't know. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even really care about the millimeter wave stuff because that's the, that's the part that is going to roll out the slowest in terms of reaching people. Yeah. Right. Because you need so many cell sites yeah. to reach people. <laughs> uh, and if – I mean, I live in the suburbs. I travel on the train and stuff like that. I'm not going to be hitting millimeter right. wave microcells all the time. Yeah. Right. I just yeah. want them to upgrade my regular towers. Yeah. 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 You know, and the, the, the similar thing, you know, just today I was taking, you know, uh, taking an Uber to work because I was going to get here late otherwise. And uh, I had to guide my Uber guy because the the reception where I live and up in the mountains is so terrible that you know he had lost connection for like a mile wow and i had to guide him through that so it's it's and mine was weak so so i can just imagine like on yeah 5g you're not gonna be getting that yeah there are little there's little gaps in san francisco every once in a while you go oh look I yeah the, between the hills and the um the urban canyon effect yeah yes. you get some weird stuff in yeah. san francisco yeah there have been some rumors about an upcoming iPhone SE 2? For years. For, yeah, years. for years. How long have we heard about yeah, this? Yeah. Exactly. 
But uh, I, I think, think it's really going to happen. I think that this is real. It seems like it's becoming closer and closer to becoming a reality. There's a I don't know if he's a well. He goes by the on Twitter. He goes by the name On Leaks. Uh-huh. Well, he goes by the name Steve H McFly, <laughs> and he in his his Twitter handles uh, On Leaks, and he creates these renders, but it's unclear as to what the basis of the information he's using, where it's where it's sourced from. He yeah. I, right. whether it's leaked to him, or whether he's compiled this. Based typically, on it's typically it's new leaks to him, right. and then he works together with somebody who's got uh, who's you know, good at CAD stuff and everything yeah. to say, this is what leaks. I, or, yeah. or something they saw and they say, like, this is what they told me, this is what they, what yeah. I saw, you know, make a render like this. And then of course they have to take, the things they don't know, they have to take some liberties with. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. this most recent render, they don't know, they they made the edges glossy. We don't know if the edges are right. glossy, made the gla- back glass. They don't know that. They right. just kind of assume what the front's going to look like. Yeah. But it's an iPhone 8. <laughs> like, yeah. you're looking at an iPhone 8. You're looking at this thing, and you're like, yeah, the iPhone SE 2 is going to be basically an iPhone 8 with different insides. Yeah, he, he posted, iGeek's blog posted some renders that he created of what the iPhone SE 2 could be. They're also calling it the iPhone 9, which I don't think they'll call it because that's just too confusing. Yeah. That's going to be way confusing. <laughs> we, had a, we had a whole... <laughs> We riffed on that for like 20 minutes <laughs> last year about why that nine is a bad name. Yeah. Uh, one of the major things about these renders is that the 2020 model of the iPhone SE 2 is a little thicker than before. It's uh, They uh, mm-hmm. rendered it at 7.8 millimeters instead of 7.3 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. The phones, the 11s got a little thicker this year right, and stuff. Yes. You know, so put, it follows suit. Putting more battery. Um, no, um, everyone's been asking for that, so good. Do yeah. that. <laughs> uh, it has a single lens camera. It still has a home button. Uh, it still has... No face ID or anything. No face uh, ID. It relies on touch ID. Mm-hmm. I think he's saying it's going to have an A13 Bionic processor. Yep, that would be right. Yeah, 4.7-inch LCD display. And that's basically it. I mean, it, like you said, it looks like an iPhone 8. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make the small screen people happy. Yeah. Of course, one of the other rumors is that there's going to be more other models of iPhone this year, including the – what would what would be the analog to the iPhone 11 this year the or the, or the right. 10R the, the other year? We'll have a smaller size version of that, still with Face ID and a, and a full screen display and no home button but smaller. Yeah. So that would be nice if they did that as well because I think there are a lot of people out there, not a lot, but there's definitely a vocal group of people out there who want a, a premium modern phone with all the features. They just want a small one. Yeah. And I wouldn't fault Apple for making that part of the lineup. Yeah, there's a, there's a group of people out there who want the smaller phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Right. I like the bigger phone, but... <laughs> Yeah, me yeah. too. But you know, I'm six four. I have big hands. Yeah. I can, you know, yeah. and I'm bad eyes. So right. you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm six two with bad eyes. So I need that. I want that bigger phone. And as you know, I, I went down from you know um, the ten s, you know, down to the regular eleven this year, and I like it. I, I really, I can't. I sometimes pick up the the ten x max, and I'm like, 
Good lord, that's big. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's way. It is way more pocketable. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if I can go as small as the SE when people are going out. And I'm always surprised when someone hands me one. I was like, God, it's so small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this new SE, the body won't be that much different in size to an iPhone 11. Uh-huh. The screen yeah. size gets smaller because it's not, it's not the full front of the phone. You've got the home button and stuff taking up room. So, we'll see. I think it'll happen, and if, and if Apple is as aggressive about pricing it as they were with the iPhone 11 this year, like actually dropping the price and everything, mm-hmm. if if they really price it well, uh, it's going to be huge for Apple yeah. because they don't. Does it replace the 10R? I thought I saw somewhere that the 10R sold really well this holiday season. Right. Yeah, I can believe it. I yeah. I don't think it does. I think it comes in below that. Because mm. it doesn't have Face ID and right. all that stuff. True, that's uh, true. Yeah, I, th- I think it's and it's really going to be intended for international markets where they need to sell like a four hundred dollar yeah. phone. Mm-hmm. So it essentially so. replaces the iPhone eight. Yeah, it, it, it replaces the, the iPhone eight, but with like a better, much better right. processor yeah. inside. And building on I mean, that, was that news that India sales in India had done really well with them yep. going to the lower prices? So uh, at and at this point. Apple's never really chased market share for market share's sake. Right. Now that they have all these services, that pays off a little better. So pricing it really aggressively, not worrying about making a ton of money on these, just worrying about getting as many of them out there as they can yeah. and getting people on the services is not a bad play for them. Uh, more from on leaks, also known as Stephen H. McFly. I just wanted to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> This is this time it's in regards to the iPad Pro. Uh-huh. Uh, he released some renders showing the iPad Pro with a triple lens camera, which would differentiate it from the rest of the iPads. Yeah, I think the. I don't think it's a camera so much as it's two cameras. My my guess is mm-hmm. is what they're interpreting is it's two cameras and that time of flight sensor. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which will look like a camera, but I it's see. not an actual camera that takes color photographs of things that right know. people who comment on this don't seem to realize that when apple shows off ar at its presentations up until we get these glasses if they ever show up you know it's almost always been with ipads yes and uh mm. i would feel terrified you know when you play that bouncy ball game with this twelve hundred dollar you know <laughs> it's like that's terrifying yeah but, uh but yeah whenever they do ar they always do it they, they really want people to get this idea that you should use ar with your ipad i don't think it's going to happen but uh, no. i think that's what they i think it also has to do just do with like that makes a better stage demo it's a big it's true thing <laughs> and yeah. they're fast ipad pros are really fast really fast processors so they they run well but it's a great development platform for yes. ar it's a great right. if you're a developer you know there's a lot of power there it's big it's easy to see it's it's a great way to get started with ar kit that actually makes a lot more sense because uh, we got some reader feedback Boy, they really hated it. On Facebook, uh, John Hathcock on Facebook said, oh, good Lord, no. Last thing we need is more yuppie parents holding up their iPads, <laughs> recording their kids, blocking everyone else's view. Brian Jarvis said, I will never understand why Apple insists on a multi-camera for any iPad, let alone the iPad Pro. Who the hell uses a, a tablet to take pictures? Ron Baumanis said, I have had iPads since day one, and I have never taken a single photo from an iPad. Make it thinner, lighter, and more storage, and I'm happy, but a camera, whatever. And Jim Capone says, be still my beating heart. Uh, No thanks. 
give me speed and memory ports that I can actually use. A finder function would be fantastic. Cameras are good for scans. <laughs> yeah, cameras are good for scans. Yeah. Uh, I, I, go, I'm, I fall into that category of just have a single lens camera on the back. Uh-huh. It doesn't need to be fancy. Yeah, I agree. Really have a good front-facing camera. Yeah. iPads are great for FaceTime. Right. It's the best way to FaceTime. Um, but, yeah, but on the other hand, I was – this Christmas, I went to a theme park with my family, and I saw several people all over 55 oh, yeah. taking <laughs> pictures with iPads. Like – it, it was, I mean, these are like senior citizens who essentially said, this is my phone. Yeah. yeah. It's just huge. Because of the bad eyesight. <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it's, you know, and I I thought to myself, like, but at a theme park? You're, like, carrying an iPad yeah. around at a theme park? No, they were. Absolutely. <laughs> so people do it. Yeah. I don't know. I sometimes take the ferry to Sausalito or Angel Island, and I see people taking photos on that. You know, going up and down ferry with their iPads to go yeah. off the side of the boat. And I'm always just waiting with for the wind and water. everything, yeah. and you're just waiting for it to go. Yeah. I wonder how many iPads are at the bottom of the bay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, God. I see people taking photos with iPads all the time, and it's not even, it doesn't even phase me now when I see it. Maybe because I live in San Francisco and it's more of a touristy area, so there are people. More people who are want want to take photos and stuff like that. Yeah. The weird thing so. is, I would say that the people like I when I went to Texas. I mean, people didn't even know what Apple Pay was in Texas, but yet <laughs> I would I did still see a couple of people taking photo older people taking photos with their iPads, mm-hmm. and it was like so it was kind of like this disjointed thing where they literally gave me a blank stare when I asked if they took Apple Pay at H E B, which is big. It's like Safeway, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, they I would see them walk. My mom is one of them. I'll admit it. That's what I'm trying to reach around. Yeah. So. <laughs> On the other hand uh as much as we we don't understand and laugh at the people taking pictures with their ipads yeah. if i'm if i'm gonna spend over a thousand dollars on an yeah. ipad pro <laughs> it should do everything. why not give me the best camera you can That's true. i, I kind of feel like right. i kind of feel conflicted about it so yeah yeah and it's a great video editing device like right you know to take you take your video on it and then just it's a know, content so creation device right and I could see Apple saying, we want to give people the proper tools for content creation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And giving them a better camera is one of those tools. Yep. Here's an interesting thing. I don't know how common this is, but I do know several people that are less interested in getting a high-end model for their phones, but they think of an iPad as kind of like a laptop. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they want the best they can get. That is what they want more because they think, I don't need my phone for and stuff. And they're going to hang on to it for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I would do that. Like if if you know if I wasn't here where I'm upgrading my phone every year because all the coverage we do and all that stuff, uh-huh. I would spend more on an iPad knowing that I'm going to keep it for a really long time. Yes. I don't use the iPad as much at, at, at home, but uh-huh. uh, the rest of my family does. And then I, I, I don't even pick it up, but I did pick it up during our Christmas break. And I didn't realize it was like a second generation iPad. Oh, wow. I was <laughs> like, this is a 30 pin connector. How old is this iPad? And I looked it up and I went, oh my God, this is a second gen iPad and we're still using it? The iPad 2 holds up. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think you can update the software anymore, but it's uh, it's really good. 
Yeah, I mean, they're not doing anything. I mean, they're basically just like when they're watching TV and they want to look something up. That's basically what they use it for, and it yep. works fine for that kind of thing. And the reason why I know that it holds up is my, my ex still has one. She has her <laughs> old iPad, too, and it still works great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's time for our feature discussion. This is about uh, the Apple TV Plus service. Apple went into Sunday's Golden Globe Awards with three nominations for the morning show a show that the company spent a lot of money on for its Apple TV Plus service. Apple left the Golden Globes empty-handed, though. Was the Golden Globe loss a missed opportunity for Apple? And in the long term, can Apple keep up with Netflix, Hula, Disney Plus, etc.? And what does Apple need to do to keep the momentum going for the service? So... I didn't expect Apple TV. I didn't expect the morning show to win this past either. weekend. Me either. No. Uh, I but think it's it good enough been, that they got nominated. Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah. thought it would have been a big, a big coup marketing-wise for Apple if it had won something. It was funny to see Steve. Uh, I almost said Steve Jobs. Tom. Tim Cook. <laughs> it was funny Tim to Apple. See, yeah, yeah. It was funny to see Tim Cook at the Golden Globes. Just in uh, time yeah. to get roasted. Yeah, just in time to get roasted by uh, Ricky Gervais. But yeah, I think it was it was sort of a missed opportunity, but also I don't know how big of an opportunity it it was. I mean, frankly, they had uh, essentially four shows that could have qualified uh-huh. for a Golden Globe. Yeah. Uh and to have one of them even be nominated. Although there's a lot of criticism that Golden Globe nominations are essentially right. bought and so on. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens with the Emmys and yeah, so on, yeah. which are a little further along and Yeah. You know, oh. and considering that there's so many TV shows out now uh-huh. uh, that Pretty Apple even got nominated. Prestige TV is, like, everywhere. It's, and yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's hard to watch stuff. Yeah, I guess you get behind. Uh, somebody just mentioned that, like, you go, to, you go to a movie in a theater, and some of the trailers now are for Prestige yes. TV shows <laughs> that you should be streaming at home. And yeah. that's, that's just kind of where we've gotten a, about – where people are putting all of their sort of marketing and muscle and and development money and all that other stuff is behind yeah. streaming services. So Servant was one of the ones before Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, which, by the way, has become my favorite show. Uh, I was, you know, I was saying in my review that I didn't know if they could handle up that, that tension. They do it every single week. They come with a, a new way to make me go, what the? F-? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, so I, I've been liking that. Uh and I, I think that should definitely get some critical attention too, as far as awards goes. So, but I think one of the pro- problems Apple TV Plus has, though, is the fact that it has such a small library. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, and I was just complaining about how there are too many TV shows now, and at the same time, I was saying the, the library is too small for Apple TV Plus. I think that's one of the reasons their move of essentially giving it away to millions and millions of people mm-hmm. for a year right. is going to really work out for them because by the time people have to decide and and by the way you have to like subscribe and then you'll start getting billed in a year so people <laughs> one a lot of people will forget and just all of a sudden start yeah. getting billed for it yeah. and and two uh, people who don't forget by the time they need to decide there'll be 30 shows and half a dozen yeah. movies and or something and not 30 but you know there'll be a lot a, a much bigger offering yeah, 
I think it works it. best on the Apple TV hardware because, like you were saying, you know, that the way that it's set up, you know, is that you have Apple's own stuff mixed in with, like, you need it, you need to continue watching The Mandalorian, dude, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I actually like that uh, that setup on the Apple TV, but uh, it because it mixes in with other people's people's content. But we had this big chat, and I still haven't fully, you know, <laughs> backed down on this. Uh, uh, the thing I believe is that Apple needs to, you know, it's been focusing a lot on, you know, kind of new IPs and stuff. And I think it needs to go from, you know, stuff that has existing audiences that new. Jason made a very good point mm-hmm. that, you know, they're coming up with the foundation. Mm-hmm. That's old. I don't think it, you know, it, it doesn't have the presence of something like The Witcher. So it's a good point. But, you know, there, there's It has stuff more like- presence than Game of Thrones did prior to HBO's show. See, I have a hard time because I was a game of th- I was an early reader of Game of Thrones, so uh, right. But I mean, most way more people have read Foundation. It's a it's a huge prestige like get it's and it fits that sort of nerd demographic of like you know people who are into sci fi and fantasy and stuff like that. So I mean, there's some good stuff like Lev Grossman's The Magicians. It was picked up by Sci Fi, Sci Fi, little low budget Sci Fi. Mm-hmm. To me, they've turned it into one of the best shows on TV because they they actually went away from the books and in a in a big change. I think they're actually doing better. Even Lev Grossman said that himself that it never happens when you deviate from the book and it suddenly gets better. <laughs> but it, that's happening in that case. And uh, but uh, so there's I, I believe uh, N.K. Jemison's uh, The Broken Earth. I, I forget some someone picked that up. But, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there that's uh, best-selling fantasy sci-fi books. And notice I'm focusing on that. You know, that's like, you know, The Watchmen on HBO and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, The Boys. and You know, they're, they're, that's good for it. And that's really popular is stuff. Is The Boys new new IP or is that licensed? I thought it was licensed. Well, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. I think it is licensed. Oh, you're right. It, yes. it was a graphic mm-hmm. novel. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't – I disagree that – I, I don't disagree that Apple needs more stuff that has some existing touchstone that that's going to get that first group of enthusiasts going like, oh, I want to see what they do with that. Uh-huh. And then that gets them going. But I just think that those they have a lot of that. When you look at the list of stuff they've got coming up, they've been snapping up book rights and rights to all kinds of stuff that exist and have a fan base, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just it's just not out yet. It's just the the service is a few months old, whereas everybody else has got yeah. services that are years old. I just wonder if there are shows that you know they hit with popular culture and they become very buzzworthy, like Game of Thrones. And then there's you know and right now it's The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, and it's you know it's been other shows in the past. And Apple, I wonder if that kind of thing either becomes really i don't want to come not commonplace but there are a lot more shows that tend to be that will get the buzz mm-hmm. and so it tends to not make the news or it, it doesn't rise to the consciousness of people as much as it does now because it's it's kind of early do you know what i mean yes. and so then when apple finally comes out with their mandalorian or watchmen or, or whatever it is People kind of just kind of, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. People just kind of like gloss over it or they don't really pay attention to it as much because they're so used to hearing about the buzzworthy show. Does well, that make sense? But it, was, it still means you know it mean? still has to Another, be buzzworthy for them to ignore it. Like there still yeah. have to be a lot of people talking about it. I, I think to Leif's point, they don't have a show that a lot of people are talking about, that a lot of people that have that 
that have an existing fan base of, of the source material who are just going to say who, who are going to tune in in the first place mm-hmm. and then are going to talk about like whether Apple did a good or bad job like with the their Witcher show and stuff like that yeah. like the Witcher did Witcher right where you know all the critics said this is unwatchable, and then all the people watched it and said like, this is, <laughs> and start singing toss yeah. a coin to your Witcher <laughs> and stuff. You know, it's it. You know, uh, yeah. Okay, now I know what I was trying to say. I'm wondering if people will get used to the cycle. Oh, so I'm sure, but yeah. you know still, the cycle of this of these buzz, buzzworthy shows. So mm-hmm. then, when Apple finally comes out and makes it to the cycle, people just kind of like. What you know? I, I mean, people still aren't burned out of Marvel movies, and that, that's burned out. That's what I was trying like. to, yeah. And yeah. I, I would say I posted a tweet in Slack the other day, which I thought was really kind of illustrative of what I'm trying to say. Because some guy said, uh, you know, all these trailers. This might be the wrong order, but like Disney's The Mandalorian. Uh, I'm going to use it again. Amazon's The Boys. That wasn't it. And something from Apple TV. And and I think that's what I was saying. This guy probably would have said. Uh, you know, called it by name if it had been a recognizable property. It was servant, but you know that it was just dismissed as something from Apple TV. Of, like, of all the Apple TV things, servant is like the hardest to 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 pinpoint as what it is because they mm. the trailers and stuff don't really let you know what's going on. Seven episodes in, I'm not even sure. What's it's going got on. a. You're right. It's got a. It's got a name that's not indicative of what it is. Right. You know? right. So servant. yeah. It, it, oh, it's, if somebody just said servant, it's like, oh, is, is this another one of those like British upstairs, downstairs <laughs> right. butler shows, like fancy hats That's and what I was butlers? About to say, yeah. so, Downton Abbey kind of right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's. Maybe that says more about the servant than Apple's shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a shame that I, I think for all mankind is the kind of show that could have gotten more sort of internet buzz right. yes. among the sort of geek set who like to like talk about shows on Twitter and talk about what happened this week and all that other kind of stuff, you know. Um, and I just don't think they gave it a chance. I don't think yeah. they tried it because it's yeah. it was excellent, you know. And the, as the season went on, it kept getting better. Um, so I, I'll, I'm really curious to see where they're going to be a year in because it's so early days. We're we're in we're due within the next month for two two more seasons to launch two more shows to launch. Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. Um, what's the first one? The first uh-huh. one is uh, I forget. There's one launching in late January, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's that Mythic Quest, yes. which is the game development the comedy. Yeah. That's not gonna make the cycle. <laughs> well, that, that's just one of those things. That's one of the things that could. It's right. It's it the, could it's be the, bad enough. It's that's... the always sunny guys. Yes. It's about game development. Yeah. It's the, so it's but it's got to be funny, and that's it hard could be to the pull next off. Silicon Valley. And I'm right. looking forward sure. to it because a lot of my right. pre-Macworld coverage was MMO stuff. So it's I'm, right. So is it yeah. the next Silicon Valley? The next It's Always Sunny, or is it? Uh, right. It's but like nothing trailer. worse. Than, <laughs> com- know, comedies are tough to do. A they trailer are. Of, they are. Uh, that's true. Comedies look terrible in trailers. That's true. So we'll we'll you know uh. <laughs> we we thought that about a lot of the sh- the the other shows the the launch shows we saw the trailers were like uh, right right and they turned out to be pretty great. So see, Jason said something, especially I, with the morning show. Yeah, the morning show. See, you yeah. know, 
I don't necessarily think a lot of critics was wrong. I wasn't as harsh as a lot of people, but even I said that, you know, it starts off kind of disjointed and stuff. And like you said, almost everything, that was the problem with almost every single show. It got better as it moved along. Mm -hmm. And uh, so by the end of the thing, it was like, you know, even at Mike saying it was like the best thing on TV right now. I don't know about that. Uh, But (laughs) it was. uh, No, but every Friday, my wife and I were like, ooh, new morning show. (laughs) And we were were hyped to watch it. Yeah. So, but that, that so there was that too. Is that it was like everything took a while to get going. So, yeah. So I mean, yeah. The, this buzz cycle. I see what you mean about the fatigue of it, though. Right. There's so yeah. much That's prestige TV right. that we'll when, get when used people, to it, or, or when do people just get hearing. sick of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly, Apple. I don't think is part of. They're not even part of the cycle to be ignored, like uh-huh. right now. <laughs> right, exactly. you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like they don't have the buzz to, for people to gloss over. Right, um, and it's a shame. But I think just being nominated, Morning Show, just being nominated helped get it. You know, it. But people went and watched the Golden Globes yeah. and didn't and heard about this show that they hadn't watched. And, right, you know. So the more of that that happens, and it takes a few years. Yeah. How long did it take Netflix from that's true? Like House of cards, from that House of Cards year, right. House of Cards, Orange well, from is the New the Black, from the DVD and distribution to the well, streaming. they never they weren't making shows then, but like that's true. All oh, right, I, so oh, yeah, when they started point, from yeah. when they started making shows, how long did it take them to be just like right. give it all to Netflix, just give them all the awards? <laughs> yeah. True. And, and see, that's a, like a, the, the morning show. Like, I, that would not normally be my audience. I wasn't interested in House of Cards either. So I had to wait until they get, I'll admit it, like more nerdy stuff on there for us that are watching that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Time will tell. Now it's time for the two minute tip where a Mac World staffer will present a quick tip for your Apple device. This week's tip shows you how to enable Reader View automatically in mobile and desktop Safari. This tip was actually written by. Senior contributor Glenn Fleischman. Many websites, including Macworld, have sidebars, overlays, autoplaying videos, and other distractions. Reader View is Safari's way to override the parameters most sites have to produce a simplified stream of text, which you can adjust the size. It's easy to enable Reader View in macOS. If Reader View is available, a paragraph icon appears at the left of the location bar. You can click it and that will activate Reader View. In iOS and iPadOS, there's a little a big A icon that appears on the far left of the location bar. If you long press it, you'll get Reader View. It's a pretty easy thing to do. We'll have an article on our website if you want to get more details on what you can do with Reader View. So check that out. So that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 681. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud.com or on Spotify. If you have comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at Macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us next week in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.